Is it time for you to live healthier? If you are looking to eat better, exercise more effectively, and incorporate fitness and health into your daily activities and hobbies, this is the show for you. Welcome to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. Dietrich has two decades of sports and fitness coaching experience, and he's here to tell you how it can be easy with less injury, time, money, and travel necessary. Now, here is your host, Dietrich Wright. Greetings. Thank you for joining. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Dietrich Wright. I am the host of Right Choices. I'm very excited. Today is the third episode of Right Choices, and we will actually have the show's very first guest will be joining me in the second segment. And I'm very excited from the standpoint, I want to thank many of you, the listeners, for partaking into the show from a standpoint of my audience, my listeners are growing. So many of my friends and families out there that are follow me on Facebook. I thank you for continuing your support and sharing the links and getting people to know a little bit more about me, the individual as a trainer, not just your friend or your family member, but also a trainer and expert in the field of exercise and fitness. You know, with most things in life, there's always a story. And so with today's topic, I want to start off with a story I want to share relative to to the show's topic, like I said. But, you know, when you first start many things in life, there's always some complexities and anxieties you have. I can remember back when the first evening my parents allowed me to have the car for the night. It was so exciting. Was able to go pick up my boys, go and go to my high school's dance, leave from the dance. We congregated out in the parking lot. And of course, like some boys, especially very immature and not responsible sometimes with our way of thinking in life. And, um, we decided to go from the school dance to another friend's house. And in doing so, got behind the car, the wheel of the car, and started driving. Now, I wasn't very experienced as a driver. Like I said, that was the first time I was allowed to take the car out at night. So what do I do? I drive way too fast, way too soon to be driving fast like that. And I tried to make a right-hand turn. And in making that right-hand turn, I was accelerating way too fast. And, of course, I lost control of the car, hit the curb, clipped a stop sign. And now there I was on top of a median pondering, what was it that I just did? That was not the smartest thing to do, especially since, like I said, I was new at driving. That was the first time for me driving a car at night. Luckily, no one was injured. No one got injured at all. Now, my car was injured, and of course, as part of my own punishment, my parents and my dad in particular, I remember when they were informed of this incident, they weren't very happy, as you can imagine. But, you know, one of the things he made me do during that is I had to pay for the repairs of this car. But it was a lesson learned. It was a lesson learned in me knowing that, you know what, that opportunity again, when given the opportunity again, I should say, drive at night, I will be more mindful of how fast I should be accelerating coming out of a right-hand turn. Today's topic is talking about overreaching and exercise, knowing how hard to work. So when an individual starts an exercise routine, do you really truly know how hard you should work? At what point in time do you discover that? I mean, so the mistakes that occur a lot of times when people start their new exercise routine or start doing it once again, they start off way too fast, way too hard, way too soon. By doing so, there's an increased likelihood of you becoming injured. And then what you hear as a trainer a lot of times where people say, you know, I don't exercise because the last time I got ex- sorry, an exercise routine or re- exercise regimen, I got injured. Now, did you get injured because you were exercising or perhaps you got injured because you started off way too fast, way too hard, way too soon? We have a tendency in life to want things right away. I've been in this 
fitness industry for nearly two decades. Over that 20-year period of being a trainer, I have evolved in my principles and my methodologies and how I go about things by trial and error. But I was moderate in my progression. It did not swing from one point to another extreme. I allowed myself the time to learn and to grow. So it's very important that you understand when you start to move, because the principle of what I want everyone to understand, it's important that we have to move. We have to be mobile. But it's also understanding how we go about establishing that mobility. It has to start from point A and gradually goes on to the next progression. According to the National Health Service, if your goal is to increase your optimal ability to increase your fitness, I should say, they suggest to you to work out 150 minutes per week of a moderate to intense workout. So roughly to give yourself at least basically an hour out of a given week, there's a day of which it's encouraged to you where you can go a little bit harder, a little bit faster. But it doesn't mean that every day you train during that week is supposed to be at that high intensity level. So what is, what is exactly moderate intensity? When we start talking about in fitness and health, when we start talking about moderate intensity, we're talking about things that's going to give you a slight increase, or I should say a larger increase, in your breathing and your heart rate. You know, a lot of times there's a scale sometimes you may see in gyms or classes or instructors may use, and they'll say, what is your rate of perceived exertion? And they want you to give them a number so they can kind of gauge how hard that class or that routine or that session is going with you. A simple way you can measure that without having this chart or knowing what the chart looks like is if you happen to be exercising with a friend or on your own, when you are capable of holding a conversation, even though you may be a little bit out of breath, but you're able to hold somewhat of a conversation, that kind of gives you a scale of which, okay, how that I'm capable of breathing here. So I'm, if I'm speaking words, of course, there's airflow coming in. So I'm capable of breathing. So therefore, maybe that intensity is not that great. But when you are working at a higher intensity, you find yourself not able to hold a conversation. And that may be a time where you may have to taper off a little bit. Now, this is all relative uh, to where you currently are at. But I think a lot of times we want to go from zero to 100 when our goal is to get back into shape or if our goal is to prepare for an activity or an event. We talked about in previous episodes, there's two goals in mind. You have the goal of improving, improving our health or you may have a vacation or some sort of down the road that you want to sit down and go on and look good for. Those are all legitimate goals. But both of those goals still require that you allow yourself moderate progressions to achieve it safely so you don't have injuries. Now, the injuries we want to refrain from having in our exercise because they are setbacks. When we get injured, we have to allow ourselves the opportunity to recover from the physical strain that we just gave to our body. So some of the most common injuries you have when we're talking about exercising or when people start exercising, you'll have strains. Now, when we talk about strains, strains are injuries that we occurs to our soft tissues, in particular, our muscles. You may get a sprain. These are injuries that... Um, afflict or happen to our ligaments. And so 
that's a sprain. These are common injuries that we have. And there's some more extreme injuries that you can see when you start straining areas like your lower back. And those are ones that we definitely want to be mindful of what it is and how we're going about progressions in achieving our exercise goals. So start off moderately in your routine. Allow yourself the time to see progression occur. These things will help minimize the likelihood of you being injured. So it basically starts back with how patient are you going to allow yourself to meet your goal? And so you want to move, but move to doing things that you know that your current level, that you are at with your fitness level, will allow you to enjoy it. So therefore, you can start challenging yourself a little bit more and more and more. When we come back on the other side of the segment, we're going to have, like I said, my first guest, and we're going to dive more into what I'm pretty sure many of you have heard of, HIT training. That's called high-intensity interval training. We're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss the principles and the many, many facts and fictions about what those principles are relative to you. You're listening to Right Choices on the Health and Wellness Channel on Voice America Internet Talk Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, greetings. Uh, You're listening to Right Choices on Health and Wellness channel here on Voice America and Internet Talk Radio. Um, Today is my first opportunity to have a a guest join me. So without further ado, I'm going to have Scott Kalinski come on board and sit and talk to me. What's going on, Scott? How you doing, Dietrich? Doing great. Thanks so much for joining my show. Um, Hey, thanks for letting you have me on the show. Uh, I feel quite the honor for me to to be your first guest. uh, (laughs) I hope I don't uh, embarrass myself too much or or bring down the property values of this uh, podcast in any way shape or form because uh <laughs> never forget the first one you know so i'll do Absolutely. my best here 
first impressions go far. So, Scott, if you could do exactly. me a favor, go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners and let them know what your experience in the health and fitness field. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, I've um, been in the health and fitness industry for approximately 20 years now, um, working in a hospital and radiology as um, a patient transporter or orderlies or sometimes referred to as. Then I got my undergrad degree in um, microbiology from Miami, Ohio, got a master's degree in exercise science, and in which I studied exercise immunology in particular. And then from there, that uh, segued into a big interest in um, nutrition, and I became a sports nutritionist um, through the International Society of Sports Nutrition, as well as um, becoming a you know, certified in a number of areas in strength conditioning fields, such as NSCA, uh, uh, being uh, some of the smaller certifications as well, such as um, USAW for Olympic weightlifting, um, TRX instructor, CrossFit certified, um, CrossFit nutrition back when they had it, all those others. So uh, throughout that, then I've been a personal trainer for... What, almost going on 15 years now, uh, in that in, in itself, and it's, you know, I've trained a number of uh, populations from small children, including my own, up until elderly, over the 90s, and um, with that, you get introduced to a host of injuries, health conditions that uh, people want to exercise and work around, and somehow... Um, get some sort of um, physiological changes in them so that, they're, you know, they become more fit. And, um, yeah, it's been uh, quite the education as well as uh, enjoyment to see them achieve levels of fitness that they once thought they probably could not achieve, and they actually do, and maybe even go beyond. And um, they start taking uh, new uh, physical challenges. That's fantastic. So, that's Let me ask you a question. Um, you know, last week I shared with the listeners, you know, my own personal story, what some of the things in relation to the risks that are out there for me personally, like the fact that I had an aunt and an uncle both pass away from cancer. And so these are family histories that I have to be mindful of, and those are the risks that I have. Do you have any kind of risk to yourself that motivates you as far as I use maintain a healthy lifestyle? Absolutely. Um, every one of my siblings has some sort of autoimmune disease. Um, my oldest brother, I have four brothers and a sister. My oldest brother has multiple sclerosis. Um, my next brother had a neurodegenerative disease, and he's, already, um, he's passed away uh, already from um, something not related to that. My sister um, also has, has passed away, but she had um, congestive heart failure as well. Um, another brother um, is probably, um, well, he's definitely overweight, but I, I keep thinking that he's a type 2 diabetic, but I don't think he wants to believe me. Um, and another brother has uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and he's also had his gallbladder taken out. I already uh, have had my appendix taken out when I was in eighth grade, and I have um, osteoarthritis in my hip, my right hip, and that's really difficult for me because um, it's where the injury has occurred. It's in the upper portion of my hip, so the doctor said, you probably don't want to run and jump. Um, um anymore because it's going to maybe exacerbate your injury. And I said, well, that's pretty much most of my life because basketball has been my sport. I've been playing that since I was five years old. And now you're telling me I shouldn't really do anything with that anymore. So, yeah, I've uh, been trying to work around that a lot. And just I keep using myself as a guinea pig in terms of what I can do, how hard can I push myself, not push myself, what movements can I do that might exacerbate my injury or... Um, make me feel older than I am the following morning and whatnot. And then um, take it from there, take notes and say, okay, maybe I pushed it too hard. 
And then um, sometimes I feel like I'm progressing. It's like, all right, maybe I can push it a little bit harder. But, you know, I'm always open to the same time that I might make a mistake. And I'm going to live with those consequences. If it means I'm going to have to ice a little bit more after the next workout, okay, I'm going to ice more. If I may need some Advil here and there, fine. I'm going to do that. But my thing now, I just keep in mind, I want to be able to keep hanging out with my kids and playing with my kids and doing the sports that I know with them. And uh, that's what it's about for me now. Now, let me ask you something, Scott. Um, Yeah. When in relation to when you speak to your clients, uh, what are some of the initial motivations or reasons behind why they are coming to you as a trainer to help them achieve their goals? Major one for sure is um, lose weight and sometimes just feel, they want to, in their words, feel fit. Um, and I always have to ask them individually, what does that mean? And that can vary from, well, I used to be able to run a marathon or I used to swim more, you know, if they have a shoulder injury. There's a lot of, um, they want to feel young again, whatever they, what, what they once were able to do. They want to live day to day without pain as well. So I'm uh, gently pushing them towards that um, in such a way that, okay, we'll start out with what you can do that's pain-free and then work from there. And you were stating earlier that you have a client that you train is actually over 90. Is that correct? I have. Not currently. You have, have. And then yeah, what, have. what were some of the things that you noticed when you were training a, a client within that age range um, that you saw that you did to modify the workouts? Oh, well, they could still get some uh, strength increases and they could move very well and they could talk to me very well. Um, they were uh, very well with it, uh, impressively, and I just, I always use them as like a encyclopedia of wisdom on life at the same time. But you know, they were able to truly go out and bike, and they were able to um, still walk. Some in some instances, walk to the gym, um, and they would just all with them. The, the regulation was, please don't hurt me. They said, oh, no problem. And it was all about keeping them moving, keeping them, making sure that they could do what they were doing then for another 10 years. That was my goal. And um, it seemed like as long as we kept them moving, that was making it happen. Um, How about yourself? Did anything like that uh, happen with you? You know, uh, as far as my oldest client I have, JB, she's just turned 90. And, you know, I've been working with her for nearly 10 years now. And it's amazing because those moments where I find myself not wanting to be motivated at times, you know, as you know how it is, you can sit there and have a, a packed schedule and what have you. Then you start training and working with JB. And, and the things that we're able to do is amazing. I mean, she's doing deadlifts. She's doing overhead presses. She's doing squats. She yep. does med ball slams. Um, she does medicine ball tosses, rotational tosses wood chops you name it she moves but it's it's inspiring to see just the fact that just because we get older in our age doesn't mean we're supposed to stop living and in fact a lot of times i find there's other clients in our facility that we train that i get motivated watching the fact that here we are a prime example just because we get older in life doesn't mean we're supposed to stop moving we are mobile for a reason we are meant to move and exactly. that's very important that I should never stop you know when you discuss and talk about the fact you have your certifications in CrossFit and such this is a very trendy word out there of course CrossFit and and I before the segment break I talked about HIT the high intensity interval training um, right now not Every one of your clients, do. I would assume that you would perhaps say that you don't all use the principle of HIT or IE CrossFit principles with them. Would that be correct? Right. Not all of them um, necessarily, but I definitely do intervals as such, which I get their heart rate up and tell them, okay, we're going to do these three exercises, get your heart rate up, and the idea is get them done as fast as you can. But if you need a break, fine. Just make sure you're comfortable, as long as you're feeling comfortable. At the same time, you're under control. Okay. And that's also knowing their previous health history as well. 
if they have any sort of heart condition um, that, you know, the doctor already said, all right, heart rate up this high, only this high for so long. Um, be careful. Otherwise, if they're a normal, healthy individual, yeah, um, we'll get your heart rate up with them, let it come back on down. And then any other principles that you hear out there as far as trends that you, when your client comes to you, discuss to you about, how do you sit there and listen and acknowledge what they're trying to share with you, but at the same token, relate to the fact what you believe in as the expert and what you can help them achieve as far as their progressions and their goals? Yeah, well, a lot of um, people like with the HIT training, it's a very, um, how should I say, sensitive uh, topic in that, sure, we have these studies out there that show high-intensity interval training is um, very effective, in fact, more effective in some instances than the longer endurance training. But that comes with the caveat of what about doing this chronically? So when they do these studies, I'm thinking of, for example, the Tabata study that some have blamed for starting all this, and Tabata is the name of a Japanese researcher who um, took uh, these uh, cyclists and had them work out very intensely. Um, you, you know, Scott, I don't mean to interrupt you, but coming up on a commercial break, I would love to come back from the, the other end of this segment. If you can continue sure. joining me, that would be great. And you can continue on talking about that um, sure. because I definitely don't want to have to cut off that break point with you and allow you to finish that thought. So we're going to take a commercial break right now. We're going to come back. You're listening to Right Choices on Health and Wellness Channel on Voice America Talk Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What does health look like in an ailing world? How do we tend what needs our care? Join Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio hosts each week as we explore pathways to health for self, society, and the planet. We are home to a range of voices as there is no single roadmap for meeting the challenges of our times. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to expand your perspective, deepen your attention, and cultivate practices that support personal, communal, and global health on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Right Choices. This is Dietrich Wright. We're listening to the Health and Wellness channel on Voice America Internet Talk Radio. Scott, please go ahead. And, um, I didn't, unfortunately, we had to take a break, but I would like you to continue talking about Tabata principles. Sure. 
in the Tabata study, they had subjects work out, um, as they use the word exhaustively, for 20 seconds. And then they took a 10-second rest and then did it again uh, for a total of seven to eight sets. And um, they did that three times throughout the week. And it turns out in that study, um, the subjects improved their fitness level dramatically more than a group of people that did it just uh, 60 minutes per day at a much more lower uh, intensity level. So this is one of the studies that's blamed or given credit for this uh, effectiveness of the HIT principles. Um, however, what you know, when you report this to the masses at large, people start to think, oh, well, if doing this very intense workout is effective, well, what if I did it more often? And that's where we run into um, overtraining, overuse injuries, and that's where we can't we can't allow it to happen. You got to let the body recover, and I, I think um, it's really uh, unknown amongst the population that the tissue around our joints, we call it the connective tissue, that actually takes longer to heal than the muscles or the ones that we are mostly associated to get bigger skeletal muscle. Connective tissue actually takes longer to recover, and so. When you're starting to get these overuse injuries around our joints and the knees and the lower back and the elbows and shoulders, that's when a definite sign I'd say that, okay, step back on the volume of work. Let the body re- recover because that's a clear sign. body needs to recover. And When you talk about recovery, um, what are some of the things you still discuss? How do you encourage individuals to cover? What does it incorporate? Um Ice is the uh, easiest one. Take a bag of ice, get a Ziploc bag, put it on there, put a you know a rag or whatever to protect you from any kind of freezer burn. But you know some of the protocols, everyone seems to be varying the protocol. I've heard ten minutes on, ten minutes off, fifteen minutes on, fifteen minutes off, three times. Do something of that nature. If you need to, Advil. Um, a lot of people don't like to take drugs. That's fine. If you don't, do that. If you can get a massage of sorts, great. Some people like the foam roller. Um, if that makes you feel better, go ahead. Um, anything that would encourage some blood flow, a heat pad after the first 48 hours um, seems to be effective as well. Cold showers or contrast showers, um, which you put, basically put that shower on as cold as you can, whatever you can tolerate for approximately 30 seconds and then turn it all the way to as hot as you can handle for another 30 seconds and do cycles of that um, back and forth for approximately uh, five to seven times. All that seems to help overall recovery. Um, they don't exactly even know the mechanism behind that, but it seems to help. Now, but, are there some uh, things that you encourage the, or advocate? Crowd, but anybody's willing to try that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are, are, are there any th- things that you promote or advocate regards to nutritionally to help in, and you know in regards to fueling their body for these intense workouts or even towards a recovery? Oh yeah, always. Um, you can get some sort of uh, carbohydrates in your diet very quickly within the first 45 minutes for sure. Uh, that's good. In general. Uh, People need to keep their protein level higher if you've been working out uh, with resistance training as well. Um, and the greatest indicator to see if you are getting enough protein and, and if your workouts, if you've been very consistent with your workouts, if your strength is decreasing, that's a clear sign, or not increasing it as well, that's a clear sign you probably need a little more protein in your diet. It doesn't have to be a crazy amount. You know, Again, there's controversies out there in the world of fitness. Bodybuilders usually say one gram per pound of body weight. Some people say if you know your body fat percentage, one gram per pound of lean mass, um, excluding the fat. Um, The point is a lot of people always say, well, I'd rather be safe by getting more than less. 
um, in terms of that's with the strength athletes. Um, anything of that nature. If you want to go beyond and into supplements, we can try that. Um, Supplement-wise, some people like uh, branched-chain amino acids. Um, that's usually, you know, got to get your diet tuned in first before we start looking at supplements because supplements are just to be viewed as just what the word says, a supplement, meaning that you already are taking in a certain amount daily, but if you're lacking something in some other way, probably, okay, now we can have a supplement. But first, just get your food right in the first place. That's I would definitely recommend. And, you know, one of the things we uh, I have discussed about, I should say, in previous episodes is talking about understanding how to allocate or create space in their day to have the time to start their work routine. Um, as you may know, some of the first excuses are the biggest excuse you may hear from someone when you have a casual conversation is they feel that they don't have time to work out. So how do you encourage a client or a new client you start with, how do you encourage them to start visualizing how to create space in their day to create time to work out? Yeah, um, that, that is a big one. So a lot of it's uh, at the same time, the same adage, you can always make time. So for example, someone who just has kids, kids are great because they're also weights in and of themselves. So when you have a small child, sure, you can do some squats holding the baby and push them above your head. Now you're doing a thruster-like motion. You can do a set of squats with the baby. You can do a set of squats without the baby. Usually the baby will be entertained as well. So that's one way. And just doing your other body weight movements right there that you can do, like jumping jacks, sit-ups, lunges, also with the baby, great. That's really easy to do. Of course, with the baby, get out and walk. Anybody can go for a walk. If you have a dog or an animal, get out and walk with them as well. Lunch breaks. Um, during work, that's another thing. Nowadays, with um, so many hands-free devices and everybody seems to be in a meeting, I think nowadays uh, you hear about some of these businessmen, they're, when they establish the appointment of the meeting, they even tell whoever they're um, meeting with, hey, bring your walking shoes or bring something else. We're going to have a meeting, you know, out in the park or we're going to walk around on the grounds uh, while we're talking. And if you just, you know, establish those parameters at, at the beginning, um, now everybody knows they need to be dressed accordingly. Um, some people are able to wake up before work and get it done out of the way. But the big thing is, also emphasizes it doesn't need to be the whole one hour in order to be effective as well. Quality time, having intense time, you know, 30 minutes tops is good enough. And it doesn't, need, it doesn't even need to be every day. You can, what is it, we're saying nowadays, twice a week minimum, once a week is actually just to keep you in your health, just to say the same, minimum twice a week to see certain uh, other kinds of increases uh, in your blood chemistry and becoming more fit can also happen. The big thing is, you know, if you want to start to improve or increase your fitness level, you're going to have to make that quality time to so make that intensity up it, but you're going to feel it. You're going to know, like, hey, I did this certain route on the run, did this certain uh, workout routine, and it's gotten easier. All right. Add something. Make it a little longer. Add some weight. Some way, shape, or form. Put on a weight vest. Uh, put on a backpack. Whatever. Um, just have it. Have your body do just a little bit more work, and you'll reap the benefits accordingly. I think uh, one of the big things that um, also gets overlooked is in someone's day to day is it doesn't even need to be a structured or the common exercise format. But they can also make out time for play. Like, right. play hide-and-seek with your kids if they're older. Play tag with them. I, I was playing tag. Um, let's see. How are my older kids right now? Yeah, probably just a couple of years ago until they were bored with playing, and, I'm, and I actually started looking forward to it. 
Yeah, um, it's one of the things I talked about. Like, hey, I can still this. Or if you can't get out there, they they love being able to catch mom or dad. Right. And fine, catch me for now, but I'm going to keep working on what I'm doing. And, hey, that can now be like, uh, another sense of motivation. Just going out and you know, throwing a football, playing frisbee, go to the beach, um, get in the water. You know, Those are some of the things we talked about last week. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, and it's it's one of the things, not only can you do it in your own household, but it's one of the things you can incorporate and involve your own whole neighborhood, you know. And it's just a matter of getting people to understand it's just important to do things that you're going to enjoy and just start moving, you know. And, and the movement is what's been lost. And so how do we get back to enjoying life? By simply just being active, by doing the things that we can simply enjoy. You know, Scott, before the next break, before we let you go here, how can uh, listeners follow you or get in touch with you? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm on um, Facebook just with my name, Scott Kolosinski. You can friend me there. Um, on Twitter as M-U-E-S-97. And um, I think that's it. Uh, anything else I have out there? Social media. About, you got an email they can t- contact you with? Oh, yeah, sure. And they can email me at, my email address is Scott at Elementus, E-L-E-M-E-N-T-U-S-M-P dot com. Thanks so yeah. much, Scott. I really appreciate you joining us and being the first guest on our show. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon, my man. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. We're going to take another commercial break, come back from our last segment. You're listening to Right Choices on the Health and Wellness Channel on Voice America Talk Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives. But most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, thank you for listening to Right Choices. This is Dietrich Wright. Um, we're heading to our last segment of the show, and I kind of want to just summarize some of the things that Scott and I were discussing with you, and I want to again thank Scott for joining the show today. Um, it's important to go back and understand, and as we talked even to previous episodes, we just need to get to moving. Um, the first episode got you guys talking about and getting to understand developing time 
and understanding your what you enjoy is what do you enjoy to be motivated so you can move. Last week we talked about the risk when we don't move, and we discussed the fact that we as a nation are very sedentary in our lifestyle, where we have nearly fifty percent of the adult population being sedentary. And as you just heard Scott talk about, it only requires you one day a week. So you're talking about at least four days out of a given month that you can do something to counter being inactive. But a sedentary lifestyle, meaning that you go a complete 30 days, a whole entire month without any kind of activity, is kind of eye-opening to believe that there's no time within a 30-day period you can find movement or you can do anything that can get you active. And it's like it was mentioned, it doesn't require a whole lot of that time. If, if you can just simply start small, 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes, work up to those points, you're making a positive reaction. You're making a positive change in your life. You know, so movement is essential. And when you start doing exercise and you're starting your routines and you're going to use strength training principles as part of your your means of achieving your goals is understand it's important that you work on technique overloads you know there's one of my favorite comedians uses this saying all the time stay in your lane so staying in your lane is very relative here don't pay attention what others are doing to your left or to your right you got to know what you're capable of handling, how much you can lift. You can't get into that competitive mindset trying to think, I can keep up with the person to my right or to my left. Because simply put, you don't know what strength level they are at. Simply put, you don't even know how long they may have been doing it longer than you have. So focus in on the technique of the movement or the exercise you're trying to do initially before you start worrying about increasing those loads. You want to also make sure prior to you working out, you want to give your opportunity for your body to start to change its temperature, start loosening up, in essence, warm up. Often I hear my clients have that desire to be weekend warriors and go exercise. And then one of the first responses I come back to them with when they say, you know what, my elbow's bothering me, I ask them, did you give yourself an opportunity to warm up before you started playing tennis and what you haven't played tennis for for nearly 10 plus years? You have to allow your body the opportunity to understand what it is you're going to ask it to do here next. So simply warming up is a good way to get your body ready for that activity you're going to do. You can start off with a nice walk, a nice jog, or whatever. Just get your heart rate going up a little bit. And in contrast, that is also allowing yourself to cool down. You got to understand it's for our body to recover more effectively, more efficiently, you got to give it it's the time to recover through simple cool-down movements. You know, there's the debate out there, do I do static stretching, static stretching being stretches that you hold continuously for a certain amount of time versus dynamic stretching, which dynamic stretches are movements that are done as moving, not staying and holding a position. You're actually doing a stretch as you are moving. Now, simply put, I hope you understand the difference. We recommend in the field that you do dynamic warm-ups in the beginning. And if you want to use stretching as a means, part of your recovery, then static stretching would probably be more beneficial to you to do after your workout. So I understand that there are risks involved when people start an exercise routine. But there's more risk involved when you decide not to move because you're afraid you may get hurt. In fact, the risk that you are taking when you decide not to move because you're afraid of being injured, potentially getting injured, those risks of not moving, in, in fact, are greater than moving. Recall back to the conversations we had last week. We stated 70% of deaths in our country comes from chronic diseases. A lot of these risk factors are preventative by simply being active. We can minimize these risks. So having any kind of limitations of a sort of saying, I'm afraid to be injured, you won't be injured if you allow yourself time and patience to moderately progress. There is nothing we achieve 
in life without taking a step-by-step approach. It's very important. There's there's the pattern of which you're learning how to achieve these things continuously by allowing the time to occur. And so we can't rush it. We got to let it happen. A lot of the things in which we are feeling, if we have been on not physically active for quite some time, these changes to our bodies didn't happen overnight. They happened over a period of time. So to think when we start exercising again that it's going to happen overnight, it's not realistic. But the changes do occur, and they start happening. But you got to allow the patients to achieve the goals that you're having set and forth. And so we want to do all things that will minimize you from being injured. And those things start with understanding and setting goals and having a plan. Stick to the plan. Follow your plan. And you will minimize any risk that you may have. You know, understand what you are training for is important. How do you determine how you're going to achieve those goals? Start simply put, what you understanding, what do you want to do as far as what do you enjoy? If it's to be outside and play with your kids, be outside and play with your kids, that's a great goal to have. If your goal is to have ability to get more actively and do more extreme workouts, then that's great too. Just allow yourself the time before you start going too hard, too fast, too soon. I want to thank you for listening to the show today. Um, continue following me on Facebook. My Facebook handle is Right Choices at Dwrite Appeal. My email is Dietrich at DWrightChoices.com. You can always call in to the show at one 472 5792 If you are someone who is not comfortable speaking on the air and there's questions you may have from today's show or any previous shows, feel free to email. Uh, follow me on Facebook. You can send a post. I want to thank my engineer, A-Rod, and my executive producer, and you have listened to Right Choices on Voice America Internet Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Right Choices. Be sure to join Dietrich Wright again next Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Thank you.